we've been heard in 50 countries now at this point that I would have never dreamed that when I started, it's not, that was not the end goal, but that's what we're seeing from it is getting the word out, uh, meeting people again, going to a conference with 20,000 people and people are walking up to me to introduce themselves and say, I listen to your podcast. It's very humbling. Welcome to podcasting smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hello, Pod Pals. I'm your host, Jennifer Crawford, and John Thurmond is joining me today to help us all be smarter podcasters. John is the co-host of the podcast, HR Social Hour, where he and fellow HR pro Wendy Daly talk to other practitioners about connecting, giving back, and building your network. I can't wait to talk to him. So let's get started. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah. Well, I wanted to actually mention how we met in person. You're obviously uh, one of the Podbean family of podcasters, but we actually got a chance to meet in person at a conference. And uh, what's surprising for maybe some of our listeners is that it was not a podcast conference. We met (laughs) at SHRM, affectionately known as SHRM, which is an HR conference, uh, HR stands for human resources. I don't know if I should assume that everyone knows that. Um, And we got to meet and I think you came up to introduce yourself and was kind of like, what is Podbean doing at an HR conference? (laughs) It was. It was quite a surprise, but I I really enjoyed the conversation getting to meet you, Jennifer. And, uh, you know, having been uh, associated with Podbean for some time with a couple different shows, it was great to see you and then say, You've got this really cool thing you're doing now from a corporate perspective and working with training podcasts and all, but also to to get to talk shop a little bit was a lot of fun. It was a definitely a surprise. Uh, the the Sherm Conference is the largest HR conference in the world. It was actually a sellout this year, and there were well over twenty thousand people in attendance. Uh, so it was a uh, nice to see a, a a name I recognized on that vendor floor, <laughs> even if it may not be directly related to my job. Right. And it was it was really nice for us to have a friendly face and to meet, meet a, um, a Podbean customer. And, you know, what was interesting is that there was actually a podcast recording studio um, at this HR conference. And it was completely independent of us. But it was a I believe it was a payroll company that um, was actually doing a, a podcast, a sort of market um, as part of a marketing channel for them. And they went all out and had a glassed in studio and they were interviewing people at the HR conference. And I thought, well, this is just a, a testament to how uh, wide reaching podcasting has become. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I want to get into your podcasting story and all the things that you've learned along the way, because you've been podcasting for a hot minute now. But I want to start with my favorite, favorite thing, and that is podcasting confessions. And I, I would be disappointed in you, John, if you don't have a podcasting confession, because this is for, this allows me to feel better about myself. Well, I, I, I certainly have one, Jennifer. I, when we started the show in earnest back in January, February, we started we recorded 
several episodes before we ever launched officially. I wanted to make sure that I had things banked. And uh, my fourth guest in, uh, Wendy and I had this tremendous conversation with a, a, another pro. And we talked for uh, 35 minutes or so and just laughed and, and traded stories and had this great conversation. And we get to the end and I look at my recording tool and it's not running. And I thought, okay, well, uh, you know, we'll see you later, blah, 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 hung up and what have you. And was talking to Wendy. And I said, Wendy, I don't think I recorded that episode. Oh, yeah. uh, and so very early on, I, I, I learned, uh, yeah, I clicked the, I didn't click where it said update, uh, which my uh, 17-year-old who was my original producer for the show, he came down we were looking at something. He goes, Dad, did you click this button? No, son, I didn't cl click the button. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I lost <laughs> Lost an episode. Thankfully, I was able to uh, buy that person breakfast and and offer a mea culpa up, and he came back on, and we had just a just as much entertainment the second go around. But uh, yeah, definitely learned to uh, make sure that all the tools that you have in place are updated and are functioning before you launch right into it. <laughs> It's just the worst feeling when you've gone through the whole interview. And I don't know about you, but I still get nervous. Like when I'm in, like I got, I was nervous uh, before you came on, John. And then once we talk and, you know, everything's good, I, I, I ease into it. But I'm nervous. I take notes. You know, I, I put some effort into it to prepare. And it's just the worst when you've just realized you've wasted your guest's time and then you have to. You can't hide it, right? Because they're going to sure. wonder where the episode is eventually. Well, I, so you have to let them know. <laughs> I was fortunate that the uh, the guest I had, it was his first time doing a podcast. So as he affectionately called it, he had a command performance. That was his <laughs> second time around. So he, would, you know, he was like, I'm so great. You had me twice. And we had a good laugh about it. Thankfully, having a co-host like Wendy, uh, before we ever get started, she'll say, you know, okay, are you recording? Is everything working? And uh, she's good at um, keeping me in check, <laughs> making sure that things are running appropriately in that respect. Well, I like that. That's a really smart way to spin it. If that happens to anybody out there that you can, it's a second chance That's to right. improve your podcast performance. So I wish I had thought of that when that had happened to me personally. <laughs> I, I was just, an, you know, I was just so embarrassed by the whole thing. And I think it's happened to every podcaster that, you know, has more than a handful of episodes under their belt. So, well, thank you, John. Thank you for your podcasting confession. I hope nothing any more embarrassing than that ever happens to you ever again. Thank you. I hope not either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, obviously, you know, with the HR Social Hour podcast, this is a human resources uh, related podcast. So I have a feeling that this has to do with your career, but I, I'd love to know the story behind how and why you got started with this podcast. It, it's an interesting story in that it actually came out of a Twitter chat that Wendy and I started uh, we, we talked about the SHRM conference a little earlier last year. Uh, so for SHRM 17, which was down in New Orleans, we didn't attend that particular conference. And so the Sunday night before the conference launched, we, we did a Twitter chat where we asked people to come on Twitter that were not at the conference and get together and kind of commiserate, for lack of a better word. And we ended up having, I think, about 60 people from six or seven different countries show up. We were absolutely stunned. We, we couldn't believe on a Sunday night, just kind of at, you know, we, we talked about it. I think we started Wednesday or Thursday before advertising or saying, Hey, come talk to us. But we suddenly had this great response. And so we, 
translated that into a monthly chat that we do, which became the HR Social Hour. And from there, I've been podcasting for fun with friends of mine for for several years now, uh, unrelated to HR. And Wendy and I were talking back in November. And I said, you know, I really want to expand beyond the Twitter chat. I really feel like podcasting is the way to go. Uh, I think I'm at a point where I have done it enough that I understand the tools and uh, could could put the show together. But I really wanted us to find our hook. What how what's going to differentiate us? Because there are a lot of tremendous HR podcasts. There are a lot of tremendous business podcasts, comedy podcasts, sports podcasts. There's one, like you said earlier. There's really one. If you can imagine it, it's probably out there. Uh, but uh, but what we found is we wanted to really focus on the networking component and getting to know each other better. I liken it to if you met somebody for a cup of coffee and you talk a little bit about their background and their experience, maybe you talk about their favorite movie, their favorite book and what have you. You really walk away from that conversation knowing that person a little better. And that's really what our goal is with the with the HR social our half hour is to. Uh, connect people in that way and for for them to be able to tell their stories, what's been effective when it comes to networking, what's been effective or how do they like to give back to the HR community and to the community at large. And again, just uh, building those relationships and, and strengthening them so that when you go to an event like Sherm, suddenly you meet somebody that you've heard on a podcast and you can say, oh, your favorite book is or the favorite movie is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Well, that's my sister's favorite movie or whatever it may be. It, it really has. We have found that that the audience that we've gained, they, they've picked up perspective and have a appreciation for somebody well beyond just what they know, what they see on a, on a Twitter or a LinkedIn or Facebook, what have you, that they get to know somebody in a more intimate way. Yeah, it seems very humanizing, right? If, particularly if you've got people in your field, in the HR field that might be intimidating to you because, you know, they're they're very accomplished and they're, you know, you look up to them. Absolutely. But then when you, you find out that they read the books you're you're reading and they watch the shows you're watching, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, maybe there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can strike up a conversation and get to know them a little bit. Exactly. And that that's really what we were trying to do. Uh, again, just to, to make those connections and to, to make that audience, or, you know, obviously all these different industries populations are really large. Sherm as an organization has 200,000 members worldwide. 20,000 were at this conference. So far, we've had, what, maybe 30 or so uh, interviews that we've done. And, and those those people, the majority of them were at conference. And so, again, some of them I'd never met, talked to, you know, did the recording with them. I've talked to them electronically, but again, had a, a, a new perspective and a little more uh, familial having done having done the show and and having people even come up to me and to Wendy that we had never met, never spoken to that said, Hey, we've been listening to your podcast. We really love what you're doing. Thank you for bringing it to us. Because again, to your point, we are trying to humanize what we do. There are people that talk about the legal and the tech and all those fun things. That's not really what we want. to do. We really are looking to community build and, and have people have that sense of, of gathering and community. I love it. I love that you are so purposeful and have just such a very defined direction with your podcast because that is just going to keep you on the right track, I think, from episode to episode to episode. So smart. Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about Wendy. Okay. Well, she's not <laughs> here to defend herself. So. I, I know. Well, no, 
<laughs> not in that, not in that way. Well, I think you guys have great chemistry and I love sort of a male female perspective in general like in terms of co-hosting. I just think um the interplay is really interesting and you guys certainly with your chemistry um and and energy you just really keep the conversation going both when it's just the two of you and um, I, I will I listened to one episode where it was just the two of you and also with your interviews. So I was just curious how it sounds like you and Wendy go back because you knew each other prior to doing the podcast together with these Twitter chats. But I was wondering how you two came together as uh, co-hosts, like how you knew each other professionally and how you knew she would make a good co-host for your podcast. It's a great question. And Interestingly enough, we met via social media, oh gosh, four, four years ago, three or four years ago, uh, through a through another Twitter chat. Turned out that uh, Wendy had lived in the Richmond, Virginia area, which is where I live. She lived here many years ago, and so we had some connection there. We actually met at a, a previous conference in person, and we ended up, interestingly enough, being at the same hotel. So we started walking to the convention center each day together and got to know each other and found that uh, our, you know, our experiences are, are similar in many ways and very different in others. Uh, but, you know, we're both uh, married with families and, and we have a lot of, we just, uh, we bounce well off each other. We really enjoyed our, each other's company and conversation. And so we had continued to talk. And when the, when the chat, when, when I wanted to launch that initial chat, Wendy was the first person I thought of. You know, I, I trust her. I know her. I know she is as passionate about uh, this community and, and making those connections as I am. And so that was a it was no question. I was like, I got to do this with Wendy. So the podcast, when when it came, when I called her back in November of last year, she was actually at a at a different HR conference and sitting in the airport waiting to go home. I was driving uh, for my regular job. Uh, and I had a lot of windshield time driving outside of the state. And I basically said, look, I want to do this. Are you interested? And she said, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> and she was kind enough to uh, take, you know, listen to what I had to say. And, and we practiced one of the things that we did before we ever recorded with anybody. We spent several weeks, we would get on Skype and just talk and we had some scripts and kind of worked through things and worked on our timing. And, you know, I, I as I told her, no show is going to be perfect when you start. If it is, that seems a little bit much. Right. Uh, but I think as you, well, I wanted it to be as, uh, as professional as we could be at the outset. And that, and I, it was funny because we had a, a, a guest early on second or third guest in said, I can't believe how well you paced it is. I thought it would be, Quite, you know, you get a question, maybe a pause. We don't know what's going on. Well, no, we we really practiced and studied to make sure that we were prepared because uh, I really felt that was important. I've listened to too many non HR shows that are just not well put together, and content's cool when it's well done, but if you're not prepared or if it's kind of huh, floating in the weeds, I I have no problem turning stuff off, and and I didn't want that for us. I felt like we needed to put the best foot forward that we could at the outset. Wow. I don't know that I've ever had another podcaster tell me that they practiced before hitting the official record button. And I'm sure people must, but um, that is really interesting. Now, in the, your practice sessions, was there like pure gold that you were leaving on the table? Like you were like, oh my God, I wish we well, really like went out there. <laughs> not necessarily, because we would really, the, the practice was really, again, we, you know, I'd put together our, our show is, is 
scripted from the standpoint that we send each guest the questions at least 24 hours in advance. The first half of the show, or the first half of an interview, if you were to come on, it's going to be focused on you and, and about your time with Podbean or what have you. The second half is what we call the question connection. And that's where we want to connect all these different people that we have. That's where we ask about your movie, your favorite film. Uh, who do you like to read when it comes to gaining HR insight? But that second half, really, all those people asking the same questions, that's how you start to to learn and build there. But we would literally just kind of talk back and forth. We'd pause might have one of my kids get on and, and be one of the John, people. John, are you still there? I think yes, I lost I'm, you. I'm I'm still here. Well, this is a mid-episode podcast confession, uh, breaking the pattern <laughs> of the podcast. So uh, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this, but today there was a massive the day of this recording, there's a massive Comcast outage. And before we hit the record button, I was just on cloud nine bragging about my internet connection because I don't have Comcast. And, you know, I'm not having any internet problems, but apparently I am because I got a connectivity disruption notice uh, from the uh, ringer who I'm recording with. And our our conversation got rudely interrupted. I am so sorry, Jonathan. It, it happens. It's okay. It's, you know, we were talking about, you know, all the things that you did to prepare for your podcast. And I was enjoying every second of that conversation, although I, I think we we talked about it. I don't know where we left off. So we're just going to move on to the sure. next, my next question. So, you know what I wanted to talk about? And on the surface, I don't think this is necessarily podcasting related, but I, I'm going to make it podcasting related. I don't think we can um, not talk more about Twitter chats. I've been in some Twitter chats, but I've never been in a podcast-related Twitter chat. So I was wondering if you could give maybe some podcasters uh, some advice on how they might use Twitter chats um, to grow their audience or engage with their audience because it's worked so well for you in so many different ways. I can tell just by all of the, you know, you connected with your co-host and your podcast, you know, came, was was inspired by a Twitter. Sure. Yeah. You've met people online at Twitter chats and then later met them in person and solidified that connection. And so when you were t mentioning all these things, I couldn't help thinking, wow, this could be a powerful tool for podcasters to engage their audience because that's a, a real common challenge. Sure. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess the answer to that is we're fortunate in that with the interviews that we do, obviously we're interviewing other HR professionals and, and people that we're fans of, people that we like, you know, in the industry. The chats really are focused similarly on the 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 fun topics or the we always say there are great chats about the compliance and the legal and those kind of things. And that's not really what Wendy and I are trying to do. Again, if it's about the connection and and the networking and and making it fun when if you're on a, a chat on a Sunday evening you're either working out of the weekend or working into right <laughs> it's it's a yeah. you know so we I'll, I'll give you an example the first question in the chat every month is what's in your glass that's the first question that on the podcast regardless of who you are we always start with what's in your glass tonight what are you drinking yeah you know, and, and people have said all kinds of things and that's it's again it it that's how we've are able to tie those things together. I think the chats have been great from a standpoint of, you know, the people that have been guests, they take part in the chats. 
uh, and finding topics. We, you know, we plot out our year. So we have, we kind of know what's going to be, uh, what our chats are going to look like. We started back in January. We knew in January pretty much what the whole year looks like. But that's having- really, yeah, that's really smart. So I just yeah. wanted to back up a little bit because sure, sure. I have to, I try to assume no knowledge. Okay. So I'm thinking if you're talking to the podcasters out there, yes, explain to them what a Twitter chat is and how they might be able to organize. One Absolutely. Why so, they might want to. Sure. So a, a Twitter chat is typically a, a half hour or 60 minute conversation that takes place on Twitter. So for example, ours is the HR social hour. So we use hashtag HR social hour and I will put out a question. So the first question is Q1, what's in your glass tonight? Hashtag HR social hour. Then if you're taking part in the chat, you would answer A1, I'm having water. I wish I had an adult beverage. Hashtag HR social hour. People can track that hashtag a number of ways. You can do it in Twitter. There are social aggregators like Hootsuite, TweetDeck, and those kind of things. Probably a little too more too engaged in that conversation for here. But what we do is over that hour, we ask a series of questions. People answer. We we tweet. We retweet. You you get to talk, and people may go off and have a, a side conversation based on what they see or what they're reading. And then at the end, we'll. Thank everybody for coming. We reiterate, hey, make sure if you haven't listened, check out the podcast. And then Wendy will uh, compile all the tweets uh, using a tool called Wakelet. And we compile. So I'll give, we just did a tw- we just did a chat uh, last week for the Sherm conference. We had about 40 people attend. And in an hour, we had 550 tweets go out using the hashtag HR social hour. And so, oh my gosh. And so we, like, we oh aggregate that and then we can use that to share that with people. Hey, sorry you missed the chat, but here's some of the fun stuff we talked about regarding the Sherm conference for the people that weren't there. What did they what could they gain from us? So yeah, it's it it for us it just made sense when we wanted to get beyond the chat. Podcast made sense to me. Again, you could certainly flip it and say, my podcast about X, find a hashtag that works for you and and find that audience. If your audience is on Twitter, those people that listen to you say, hey, we're going to try this chat thing. And and again, you kind of have to plot it out and and spend some time in it. But again, we've had we've had a really good time in that. And we you know, we will uh, Wendy will post in her blog, say on Wednesday before the chat, here are the six or seven questions for this Sunday. And then we'll tweet them out, obviously, in real time during the chat, too. But people can read them beforehand. They can kind of get excited. We obviously uh, make sure that we're advertising and saying, hey, come Sunday night. Here's what we're talking about. And, yeah, again, it's it for us, it's dovetail really nicely. And it, it, it keeps the audience engaged. I know we have people that have come to the chat now that will check out the podcast and vice versa because people maybe listen to the show. They're not really familiar with Twitter. And we always tell people that we want to make sure our chat is very user friendly. It's it's not a intense, uh, you got to be ready to answer every single thing. Hey, just come pop in, lurk, watch, you know, learn. We try to make it really uh, engaging in that regard. And that's, that's what we've, uh, we really pride ourselves on. I like that you start out with just a fun question that anybody can answer. It's no pressure. Like there's no, you can't get, you can't have a wrong answer with that first question. It's just kind of an icebreaker. So, okay. So with the Twitter chat, you would recommend, or I guess it's important that you have a set date and time 
and then an, a hashtag that's associated with it. And so how do you, you advertise it in, in Wendy does it in her blog. And I guess you put it in, I think I saw it in your Twitter profile too. Yes, I, I, we, we tweet continuous. Uh, uh, we'll tweet a lot, a, a lot about it. We have a Facebook page for the social hour and we advertise it there. Wendy will post in her blog all the questions for that coming chat. But yeah, it's really important from a consistency standpoint, just like I feel it's really important. I personally think I should have a podcast out every week. And that's what we work for is every week, Thursday morning, new show coming out. Because that's what I got excited about when I was getting into other podcasts. As I know I got something to look forward to Wednesday night. I'll, oh, I'll wake up Thursday morning. I'm going to have several shows in my queue that are going to be new. I can't wait to see who's who's coming on XYZ show. But, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. You can find that time, though, that works and 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 stick to it. Because if you bounce around, people can't find you. But we always say fourth Sunday of the month, seven o'clock Eastern time, people know that's when the social hour is. So that's been effective for us. I can think of so many ways to repurpose and get more mileage out of these Twitter chats. I could see it feeding topics for your show, getting new guests, um, highlighting your listeners, um, you know, when they make really um interesting or smart, intelligent comments about your show. You could, you can really highlight them maybe with a social media visual. I could see so much potential to really take a Twitter chat and just run with it. It's, it's been a labor of love and we continue to learn. And I, I appreciate you saying that because it certainly gives me things to think about too. I just love it. I love it when I, I, you know, when things come out that we haven't talked about on this podcast before and, and I'm not saying that there are no podcasters using um, tweet chats or Twitter chats, but I'm sure that there are plenty that haven't considered it. I'm for one have not considered it. And I've been in some Twitter chats, you know, regarding other industries and they can be fast and furious. Um, you know, it's uh, Twitter's a fast moving platform anyway, but then when yes. you have 500 people contributing to a conversation, it can get really kind of crazy. Um, okay. Oh, and I wanted to have you um, restate that that tool that you use to capture the the chat. Is it Wakelet? Can you Wakelet. W a k e l e t. L e t. Okay, I had yes. L i t. Okay, I'm going to look that Wakelet. up because Wakelet. that sounds like yep. I love I love little apps and tools that make life easier. So that is great. All right. So since you and Wendy. Are you guys are recording remotely, both yourselves and your guest? Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I'm I'm in Virginia. Wendy is in South Dakota, and our guest can be anywhere. So far, it's been the continental U.S. We have a guest coming up soon from Canada. When we were in Chicago for the conference, that we were fortunate, we actually were able to sit down and do some in-person interviews with some HR professionals from South Africa, Australia, and India. And we're excited oh, to be putting those shows out very, very soon. And uh, getting a perspective from the other side of the globe was was really was a real, was a lot of fun for us, for for sure. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. OK, so everyone always wants to know, and this comes up in podcast communities all the time. Everyone always struggles with the best way to do a remote remote recording. Um, there are many ways to do it, but everyone's always looking for the best way. Um, you, obviously, I use Ringer. We mentioned that. I've been happy with Ringer. Um, but how do you record your remote podcast? We use Skype 
uh, along with a tool uh, MP3 recorder for Skype, which is a free download that I found out there uh, somewhere on the internet. <laughs> but we record there uh, and I get a, a WAV file from them and then I'll go into Audacity and and I, and I can edit, add my music and do what have you. I tell you what I miss is Blab. I don't remember Blab, but that was a lot of oh, fun. Oh, Blab. Blab. Yes, Blab I was remember. A, Blab was a great tool. Uh, I wish I wish they had put the money into it <laughs> to make it work. I, I miss that. We had, we did I, several, I know people yeah. that miss it a lot because yeah. they put all their content on it. When it went away, they lost yeah. all their content. So. But no, we, we've, uh, we've found that for us uh, – that, that works well. And, you know, when I do in-person interviews, I have a, a Zoom recorder that uh, that I use and, uh, again, can can plug it into Audacity and edit from there. Oh, wow. OK, so it's not a, a, a complicated system. It's pretty, pretty simple. Not at all. Uh, again, I, I'm really fortunate. My my older son is a musician and guitar player and mm. editor and what have you. And he, again, he started he was my initial uh, he was my producer and and would go in, take the files, put in our theme music and what have you. And then he taught me how to do it. And, uh, you know, I tell folks it's it's something it, there's bumps and bruises along the way. But the great news is you can't blow anything up. You can you can always undo, <laughs> you know, just like other than not recording, which we talked about. But uh, there are a lot of a uh, lot of opportunities. You But you, it is an investment of time. And I think people have to decide, do I want to do it myself? Do I have somebody do it? And uh, for us, we, we've been really fortunate that I have the time. I, I have made time because, again, we, we want to uh, have it sound a certain way and, and, and feel a certain way. And so that's, that's where we put our time in. So now that you've been podcasting a little while, um, what do you feel is your strength and what do you, th- what do you wish you were better at? I think that we, and I say we because I, I really do look at Wendy and I as a team when it comes to strength, though, is that we are very easygoing people. We make people feel at ease. Uh, again, I've always looked at this as I want to have, I want somebody to be in their best place, right? I don't want to have somebody on that's intimidated or doesn't really want to be there, you know, because I've listened to shows where you can tell somebody's just kind of going through the motions and that's no fun. No, it's it's just it's no fun. I think we do really well there. I, I think uh, as far as where we need to continue to develop, you know, again, we we've only been doing the social hour for gosh four months now, and so we continue to learn how to uh, improve the game, add add new segments is something that we're looking to do. How do we? Uh, how do I, to your question earlier about the chats? How can we tie those things better in? And so I think it's that learning curve that everybody has regardless of if you've been on other shows or been part of podcasting for a while, when you, when you have a new dynamic and continue to learn each other's style and approach, I think that's where we're going to continue to develop. And that's why I'm excited is that I look at what we have going and kind of where we've, where we've gone pretty quickly and continue to move and and looking at the calendar, knowing we have guests booked for quite a while that we have uh, a lot of opportunities that, wouldn't have been there if we just didn't get on the mic and try it. And can you speak for both you and Wendy in terms of professionally, how has this podcast benefited you? Interestingly enough, uh, going to the Sherm conference, we were a part of what's called the blog squad, which is the social media team. 
I can tell you that I was there because I do this podcast. I don't write a blog, <laughs> uh, and but but doing the the, the monthly chat uh, with the social hour and doing the podcast, we we did several shows ahead of the conference. Uh, Mark, you know, not only talking to speakers but some of the vendors as well, and and introducing uh, people that were attending to these folks. Uh, I, I can tell you directly that for me professionally, it's been a tremendous opportunity just to have, you know, be able to go to an event like that and, and be part of a team and be recording and, and connecting and doing the things that we, we were trying to do with the show on a much larger platform. Wow. Now, do you have any intention of monetizing your podcast? Is that on the trajectory or not? I will say this, uh, Jennifer, as far as where we are, I, I, I'm very passionate about what we're doing. I I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. I would never ask my listeners to uh, fund me. I just have a real, that's a personal thing. And I feel like mm -hmm. if, if somebody said, hey, John, I'd like to throw a few bucks your way, that's really appreciated. But I, I'm just not a fan personally. And I know other people do it and are very successful and more power to them. I, I don't have a problem with that. We've talked to some potential sponsors and we continue to do that. Uh, we're fortunate this is not our full-time job. You know, we do have right. careers and we have you know, other sources of income. If the opportunities were there, great. If not, we're going to keep doing it because we are having fun. We are building our network. You know, we, we can say that we've been heard in 50 countries now at this point. That I would have never dreamed that when I started. It's not, that was not the end goal, but that's what we're seeing from it is getting the word out, uh, meeting people, again, going to a conference with 20,000 people and people are walking up to me to introduce themselves and say, I listen to your podcast. It's very humbling. And again, I, I think as long as it's fun and Wendy and I are enjoying doing it, we're going to keep doing it regardless of if there's uh, monetization or not. Is that, is that a fair way to put it? No, I loved it. I was going to say, I, I loved your answer because it just drove home the fact that there is more than one benefit that you can get out of your podcast. Uh, I mean, money is great, right? That pays the rent. But there are so many other opportunities that blossom from just putting content, good content out there. Doors open. You get um, invited to be um, a participant in like uh, conference programming. I've had podcasters be considered uh, part of the press and get press passes. Um, so many things happen when you put yourself out there. Uh, so I, you highlighted just a few that have uh, happened to you, but I I think it's a really good point because I think sometimes podcasters do do get hooked uh, caught up on making money with their podcast and then they tie that to the podcast success. And that's not necessarily a fair gauge of a podcast success. I, I, I've been part of another podcast for some time that is not HR related. And, uh, you know, you talked about the benefit there. Uh, I got drawn into comic books because of that <laughs> podcast. So there are certainly things that come out of it that you may not expect otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if you could give a podcaster one piece of advice, they're just getting started, um, something that you've learned along the way, what would it be? I think what we talked about earlier, Jennifer, it's about do, you got to do your homework. Uh, people, it's very easy uh, to start a podcast. It's not so easy to continue the podcast. You've got to make sure that you, you've prepped 
and and that you've got i always you know i said i wanted to have when wendy and i started i said wendy i want to have four shows in the in the bank before we ever launch because if we didn't if we put out one and then we things happen life happens tech tech issues happen you know like today right. i just wanted to be prepared <laughs> and so I, I really, you know, people have asked me what, what's it take, John? I'm like, you've got to make sure that you, you schedule your time accordingly, that you, you know, you have your calendar laid out, that you have things prepared, but that again, if you, if you just kind of throw it out there and, and don't have a plan when you start, you don't know where it's going to go. And it may, it may, it may turn out really, really well. It may turn out very poorly. And I think it's for us, that was the most important thing was, to be prepared to have a calendar lined up to know, hey, we've got this many shows in the bank and start putting them out and go from there. That's excellent, high quality advice right there. I totally agree with you. Uh, are you prepared to answer a couple of fun questions Always. that were not given to you in advance <laughs> sure. of this call? Okay. All right. Here we go. If there was a podcast, about your life, John Thurmond, what would it be called? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a great question. Um, hmm. Podcast about my life. Uh huh. What would it be called? Uh, yeah, my wife just com made a comment. That's you don't want to slap the explicit label on here. Uh, <laughs> If, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. As my mother has said for the 20 plus years I've been practicing human resource, she says I'm a professional BSer. So maybe, yeah, the professional BS podcast. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with it. You know what? That's not a bad sounding podcast. <laughs> you know, it's, it's intriguing. I would, I would probably hit play and subscribe on that. <laughs> oh my, you know, that's your, that's your next podcast. I, I believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> Um, okay. And then this is a fantasy podcaster time. If, if you could choose somebody, anybody living or dead that whose podcast you would love to listen to, who would it be? Hal Needham. Hal Needham. Hal Needham. Hal Needham. I don't know who Hal, that well, is. Are, if you are familiar with Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Mega Force. Uh, Stroker Ace, then you know who Hal Needham is without knowing his name. Oh, uh, okay. Hal, Hal Needham was a, a professional stuntman who became a, a, a direct movie director and he directed Smokey, he directed Cannonball Run. I love uh, Hal Needham. I think he's one of the most fascinating guys that ever lived. I've read his biography. I have said repeatedly that I one of my side podcasts down the road is to do a Hal Needham retrospective because he, he doesn't get enough respect for what he did. I don't care what anybody thinks. Smoking the Band is one of the greatest movies ever made. And uh, yeah, I would love uh, having read his book and he, the man lived a very, very interesting life. If if he had done a podcast just about his life uh, from being in the service to being a, a tree climber to becoming a, a, a horse, you know, rode horses in Westerns in the, you know, in, in TV, on TV to directing Burt Reynolds and Smoking the Bandit, I would love to hear it. I would have loved to have heard it. He passed away, gosh, now, I guess four or five years ago. So I won't get that, but that, that would be my, that would be top of the list for me. You know what? I bet that would be a very successful podcast <laughs> because I bet you're not the only Hal Needham <laughs> fan out there. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if is Burt Reynolds is still alive, right? He is still, he is still, yes, he is still alive and kicking. I I bet he would come on that podcast. I, I would <laughs> I, again, yeah, between Smoking the Bandit and Megaforce. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, oh my gosh, if you don't do if you don't do that podcast, I'm going to be really mad at you. I, I think that <laughs> just has to happen. I have a lot of I have a lot of ideas. Unfortunately, it's a time constraint thing, right? You know, it's I know. Not, it's isn't not that the truth? Job, but it's so much fun. And again, you know, as I've said, as long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. And you never know. I uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, podcasting's a bit addictive. You know, it really is, and it does generate more ideas. And I guess it's the ones that just won't let you go that you know you need to do absolutely and find time for. Well, John, thank you so much for the generosity of your experience and the generosity of your time, particularly since we had the technical snafu. I don't get to use the word snafu enough. (laughs) The technical snafu right in the middle of a great conversation, but I don't think it's going to impact the totality of the awesomeness of this interview. And I hope we get to do this again. And as soon as the Hal Needham podcast is produced, I will definitely have you back on. But actually, anytime that you want to come back, you are welcome. I appreciate that. it's been a blast. And I Thank want you. people to um, to look up your podcast, HR Social Hour Podcast. It's obviously on Podbean because you're a Podbean family member. Yes. But I'm sure it's in all the places, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Look it up. You'll find it. Um, you can find them on Facebook at HR Social Hour. And hey, tweet at John and join his Twitter chat. He's at John, J-O-N underscore Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. It'll be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. I had a blast. It was great. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was great. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!